0: Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank, and the dream of living in a van down by the river has never been more pervasive than it is today. Uh, you know, people nowadays are craving that simple, easygoing van life, you know, doing whatever the fuck they want when they want. Or, you know, maybe they dream of converting an old school bus into an RV and traveling the country. Or, buying a tiny home and growing their own garden, or going completely off the grid and building a cabin in the woods, right? Like, these dreams on the surface you know, look a little different from each other, but really, the underlying theme in all of them is escapism. And you know, escapism at its core is a desire to escape from the harshness of reality. And You would think that as someone with the podcast about Irish exiting, you know, leaving without saying goodbye, removing yourself from a situation uh, without notice, you'd think that I would be in favor of escapism, Uh, which I am to an extent, and I'll get to that in a second. But let me just repeat the title of this podcast. Irish Exit Everything, not Escape Everything. And (laughs) maybe I'm stretching a bit here. Um, But that's a very subtle difference um, between exit and escape. And I'm actually hinting at something I have planned for next year. But I wouldn't want to give away the surprise just yet. So I'll let you all speculate while I get back to the point. Uh, I think now, uh, more than ever, this desire for escapism is showing up in a few different layers of society. So on the surface, you've got that van life or living off the grid which is an escape from the drudgery of everyday life, right? Like we're sick of waking up, going to work, paying bills, going to sleep, repeat, right? Like we want to escape the bullshit monotony. And underneath that, um, this past summer and fall and still ongoing, there is a record number of people quitting their jobs. Like millions of people every month are quitting their jobs. Uh, A phenomenon being called the great resignation. And there are a few different reasons for this. One being that the pandemic, while a very tragic situation, obviously, uh, gave a lot of us, not everyone, but gave a lot of us a glimpse of what life without work could look like. And so being forced to go back to the office after more than a year of no work or remote work, that was just not okay, right? And it just doesn't make any sense, especially if we've proven that remote work is feasible for those of us who are privileged enough to work remotely. But really, what it comes down to is, you know, why work a job that you hate for shit wages when you could just collect an unemployment check for just as much, if not more, than what you were earning, right? And no, this isn't about folks being lazy and nobody wants to work anymore. The labor shortage crisis, quote unquote, that's all bullshit. Like, people are just sick of shitty work conditions, stagnant wages, all while the cost of living is increasing. The Great Resignation is an escape, I'd say a temporary escape, from labor exploitation. And, this is the kind of escapism that the average working class person can manage, right? Other than, you know, escaping reality with fiction novels and TV shows and movies, lots of people have that urge to quit their job. And even if you can't afford your urge to buy a van and travel the country, you can absolutely quit your job, which is maybe not something you should do, but it's totally justifiable. And again, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, But like I said, there's so many different layers to escapism that I wanna go off on a really quick tangent about what escapism could look like for humanity as a whole if things stay the way they are, because I think it's a really interesting conversation. Uh, I've already talked about the billionaire space race and how privatizing space tourism and the discussion around settling Mars is pretty typical of our capitalist and consumerist society, right? Like we've worn out this planet, time to throw it away rather than fix it. So with the impending doom of the climate catastrophe that space race can very much be viewed as an attempt by the uber rich to escape this planet before it completely goes poof. Uh, but the thing about colonizing the moon and other planets is it's really fucking difficult. (laughs) Like, no matter how many genius scientists we have and, like, no matter how well-funded they are, colonizing other planets isn't going to happen anytime soon. Um... What is happening right now, and what will continue to happen, is the wealth gap is getting worse and technology is advancing faster than we can keep up. So we might get to a point where escaping reality is as easy as plugging into your computer and literally uploading your consciousness into a virtual world, like very much like a Ready Player One scenario. And this scenario is much closer to happening than colonizing Mars. Like we already have VR headsets and simulators, and the Zuck has promised us the metaverse in five to 10 years, where we can interact with our lifelike avatars in virtual environments, which will be way more enticing than the natural environments outside our windows that are constantly on fire. (laughs) Uh, You know, corporations will say that the metaverse, the next stage of the internet, will be accessible to everyone, and even Biden's infrastructure bill includes expanding access to high-speed internet connection. Uh, But this sort of technology will, of course, be pay to play, right? Like, you might be able to log into the metaverse for free, maybe, but there's gonna be a cost somewhere, and only a wealthy few people will profit off of it. And yeah, I admit this is kind of a goofy tangent, but truly, In our current system, something like the metaverse would only serve the interests of wealthy corporations. Especially with the demand for remote work, right? Like, we don't want to be exploited in the office, so we quit. And so corporations shift towards virtual environments where we can be exploited there. Like, our desire to escape won't change anything. So, I'd like to recommend a book called How to Be an Anti-Capitalist in the 21st Century and in it, the author, Eric Olin Wright, breaks down the different varieties of anti-capitalism. There's smashing capitalism, dismantling capitalism, taming capitalism, resisting capitalism, and, lo and behold, escaping capitalism. Now, I'm not going to explain all these varieties in detail. I'd encourage you to read up on these yourself, but basically The author explains that these five varieties fall under two objectives, either neutralizing harm or transcending structures. Neutralizing harm is exactly what it sounds like, you're straight up not having a good time because capitalism is barbaric and harmful, truly. So the goal of escaping capitalism would be to neutralize harm by just removing yourself from its grasp as much as possible, like living off the grid, being the prime example, right? First. Let me just say that this is a totally valid thing to want, right? Like, living in a capitalist system fucking sucks. We're always on a constant grind for the bare minimum. It seems like it's too big of a system to fix. So it's perfectly reasonable to want to escape that, to escape the harm. Like, I myself have dreamed of buying my own farm and living off the land. So I don't judge anyone who wants to escape. Like, do whatever you gotta do to live your best life. However... (laughs) This is a fairly individualistic mindset, right? I mean, you, know, you could escape with some others with the intention of forming a community outside of the system, sure. But it's a very my way or the highway mindset, which ends up with you on the highway, leaving everyone else behind. And it doesn't change anything, frankly. Like, just because you've removed yourself doesn't mean it goes away. Like, other people are still suffering. Um, so the thing is, the collective is more powerful than the individual. Like, what's wild about the Great Resignation is that at the very same time, there are waves of labor strikes across the country. The Great Resignation is what you get when individuals try to neutralize harm for themselves by quitting their shitty jobs. Striketober and Strikesgiving, and hopefully Strikesember or Miss, is what you get when collectives, labor unions choose to stand up and fight together to improve conditions. Prime example is the 10,000 John Deere workers who walked off the job together in October. And after weeks of striking and turning down two different contract offers, they finally agreed to a contract that gives them an immediate 10% raise and then two additional 5% raises over the next six years, among other things. That's what 10,000 organized workers can do. Now look at the great resignation. Millions of people quitting their jobs, a record number of people quitting. And what is that accomplishing? Not much. The popular narrative is focusing on labor shortages and skewing the situation as, oh, people just don't want to work anymore. You know, I mean, which is probably true, like for a lot of people, but we don't want to work anymore because we're being exploited, right? And you can temporarily escape that exploitation by quitting your job, but you're likely going to end up miserable at your next job too because escaping doesn't change anything. 10,000 organized workers making demands together have more power than millions of individual workers quitting. So if we want to make change, if we want to neutralize harm for everyone, if we want a permanent escape from exploitation, we need to start thinking collectively and it starts in the workplace. Gather some co-workers, start making demands, Teamwork makes the union work. (laughs) If you have no idea where to start, that's totally fine. Uh, LaborNotes.org might be a good place to start. And uh, Haymarket Books has a good selection of books on the labor movement. Listen, you can't hide in your van down by the river and hope things get better. You can't run away from a problem and expect it to resolve itself. We need to organize, strategize, and mobilize behind concrete demands like raising the minimum wage just for starters if we don't not even the metaverse an immersive virtual reality in the depths of the internet will be an escape thanks for listening to this great regurgitation and i hope you join me next time for some big plans